I started making cribbage boards and I got into inlays and I've tried to just make the cribbage board, just try to improve the, the quality of the cribbage board instead of it just being a cribbage board, like a work of art. Welcome back inside the Maker's Garage. Your host, Kevin Barnett here. Remember when you're listening to these episodes, we're trying to give you insight from people that are out there making things in the real world, be it for hobby, art, or business. Hopefully these interviews give you some idea where to take your next endeavor. For this one, we head north of the border to Canada and meet Bill Muckle of Whiskey Trail Woodwork. Who or what got you started woodworking? Were you stay-at-home dad? Is that what happened? No, that's what I am now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was a pipe fitter. I was working like sprinkler systems for fire protection. And uh, I had two kids, two very young kids. And I just started watching a lot of YouTube videos. And I, I, w- I have a wood lathe and that was like my first woodworking, like a, a passion. And then I kept watching, I was on YouTube all the time and I saw this thing called the Shape Oko. I had no idea what it was, but I, I knew it was cool. <laughs> yeah. And a few months later, I, I decided to purchase it and haven't looked back since. So Yeah. So you had zero experience with CNC. You just had a curiosity about how to make exact cuts. Yeah, when I bought it, I I knew absolutely nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> How is that so, process for you? How was the learning process? Long, like long and hard. Like I, I learned very painfully one mistake at a time. I've had it for about three and a half years. And I would say about a year and a half ago, things just really started to click. Why do you think you make stuff? Always been creative working with my hands. Like I, I like, I just like doing physical work. I've had a couple other jobs where you just show up, go to work and that's it. And I just like having a product, physical product you can hold in your hands at, at the end and try to make it as nice as possible. So, yeah, yeah, you're doing a nice job with that in particular. We'll get to some of the, the stuff you're making right now, but I, I want to stay at the beginning where you're making things the very start. Pre CNC, you said you're working with a wood lathe. It seemed to be all boards and bowls at that time. Why did you head that direction? And tell me about starting to sell your item. Yeah, I just, I love working with on the lathe. That, that was for sure, like that was the first thing that I, I was making cutting boards and like end grain cutting boards and that. And that was mm-hmm. fun and all, but it's just a square block. And to actually put something on the lathe and have it spinning and you, you can get creative. That's just what I, I really enjoyed doing. It was a lot of fun, but those products are very hard to sell. And so I actually bought a, a template from Rockler for the cribbage boards. And so we started doing them on a drill press which <laughs> was not fun. And then I, what I started seeing about this shape Oko and someone was drilling out this, there was no tear out from the, the router and it was much cleaner and faster. And I just kept watching. I was like, this machine can do a lot. I started making cribbage boards and I got into inlays and I've tried to just make the cribbage board, just try to improve the, the quality of the cribbage board instead of it just being a cribbage board, like a work of art. <laughs> Cribbage boards sell, correct? Much different uh, yes. than bowls? For sure. Like uh, if I'm at a market and that, the bowls, the bowls and that will sell. But online, I think people need to kind of see it and that. Uh, whereas a cribbage board, pretty simple. It's just a square block. And yeah, I've really, really gotten into the to the inlays. That's That's my favorite thing to do right now with multiple different woods inlaid. How do you go about pricing your stuff? <laughs> that that's the hardest. I, I look on Etsy and I see what other things are going for. And then I try to be as fair and honest as possible, right? You're trying to make as much money, but if you're trying to make too much money, you're not, you're not going to sell it. So it's a fine line. 
But how do you value your time when it comes to the inlays? You're frequently doing three or four different types of wood into one object. You're doing all different colors and there's a lot of treatment going on or you're pre-sawing and creating patterns. There's a lot of steps to that. How do you value that compared to a standard cribbage board, which you would say is just a block that happens to have magnets and spots and some creativity to it, but not the same level that you're putting into the inlays? Every single piece of scrap that I have, for instance, like I, I did that Chicago Bulls one. So I would have a small piece like six by six and I would get as many of the Bulls head as possible into that. Yeah, I just on one piece, I would get as many as possible. So there would be no waste and no setup time in between. I'll have, I'll be doing five at a time on, on one piece of wood. It's, it's a lot of trial and error right now. Yeah, so I see your prices are 135 Canadian for kind of your basic pattern boards, but the inlay boards didn't have as much of a markup as I saw. Does it accelerate from there when you're doing one-off work like the Chicago Bulls? Was that a request from somebody? How are you grading the premium? I, I just want them to sell for right now. It's all scrap woods, like all, all those random ones. I'm just gluing up pieces of wood. And then once I have my blank made up, I'll make a mail end and then put it into the walnut blank. Yeah, I'd answer your question. <laughs> it, it's all just trial and error. Some people say I should bump my prices up, but I I don't know. They, they got to sell too. If you bump them up too much, you're just going to be sitting on them forever. So who's your customer? My, my customers, women buying for men. <laughs> okay so, so that's most, who's playing cribbage yeah for sure uh dur during covid it was crazy everyone was kind of stuck at home needed stuff to do and i guess playing cribbage was a, a good option for everyone yeah it definitely brought back uh, some spare time when it yeah came for to sure no doubt the, the pandemic how old are your apprentices now avery and colton avery is 10 colton just turned nine getting them out in the shop no they hate it <laughs> Uh, I tried to pay them to pick up sawdust once in a while, and now they don't even come near the shop anymore. So, <laughs> what are they into instead? YouTube, TikTok, shooting Nerf guns, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Being typical <All> kids. Right. <laughs> yeah, not the shop. <laughs> no, no, anything but the shop for now. How so. much of your production is custom orders, and how much of it is spec production, where you're just doing a run of something you think will sell? There's, there's not much custom orders. I'm, I'm trying to get into like uh, company logos. So I, I have a cup, a few Christmas orders coming up with that. For the most part, I just make what I want to make and then I'll sell it. But all of the best ideas that I have on my shop came from someone else. I just kind of put it out there and people will want to adjust it maybe a little bit here and there. That's about it. <laughs> When you say it came from someone else, do you mean from a customer or are you watching a YouTube video and drawing on that? Oh, a, a customer, because like, uh, we'll reach out and just be like, Hey, I really like this. Uh, could we change it up a little bit for this or like this way? And like, I just really started out with just plain cribbage boards, no, no engraving. And like, I didn't think about it myself. And then someone else, a customer had asked me, Hey, can, can we put some engraving on here? And then it's kind of like the light bulb comes on, right? <laughs> how good has Etsy been for you? And how have you navigated the changes in that platform? It, it, it's been good for me. Like I, I'm doing this full time. There's a lot of fees, which I don't like, but without them, I, I wouldn't be here most likely with you talking about this. So, and and I've, I do have my own website, but I, it's a struggle, right? Like uh, 
doing the social media and getting people to your website, that's been a challenge for me. The social media end of it, that's my Achilles heel. I'm, I'm busy and it just seems goofy sometimes to stop and I go, Hey, I should, I should be recording this, right? Like I, I just kind of want to do my work. I got into this to be like a woodworker and do stuff like that. I didn't get <laughs> into having to video myself or what I'm doing like a daily diary, but you got to play the game too. Yeah. It seems to interrupt the creative process many times. For sure. But I'm, I'm getting better. And especially with the inlays, it makes it, a, it makes it a lot easier. When, when you're putting out really nice work, it's a lot easier to take pictures of it. And your yeah. photography is, is really stepping up. And is that a learned skill on your behalf or someone else helping yeah. you? Or where is that coming from? It's definitely different in the last little while. Yes. I see some people who I follow on Instagram and just the style of their pictures. I love it. And I've been trying to figure out how to get there myself and I'm getting better. It's <laughs> I'm definitely getting better, but it's just like the CNC. It's something that's totally new. I have, I don't flash a camera. I, I know nothing about it. Lighting. It's enough to rack your brain. I mean, you're getting it. I'm getting there. Yeah, for sure. Now, yeah. now the videos I'm, I'm starting to learn video editing and I actually never thought I'd be where I am right now doing this. <laughs> Why do you think you are? I love it. It is fun. You can make something, you can work for yourself and uh, someone buys it and leaves a nice comment on your page. It, it feels good, right? Like uh, I get up, I can start working whenever I want. I got some freedom and I love it. And I, I hope to keep it going. Define the term artist. Because I noticed <laughs> you put that in your Instagram profile. An artist. It was probably my wife, but because I, I don't, I really don't, I, I, I don't think of myself as an artist. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a hobbyist, uh, obsessed, <laughs> obsessed hobbyist. But I make art. I guess it is art, and it's fun to be creative. I, I look on Etsy and I, I try to find as detailed SVG files as possible and screw them up the first couple times, and then by the time the third or fourth one rolls around, it's looking good. Yeah, I think that's a great message to try and put that one out quite a bit, that if you make three of something, the third one's going to be where you want it to be. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. So you're buying files from people on Etsy? You're spending uh, money on folks who are doing that? Yes, some, if they're really nice, if I think it's going to look cool. Yeah, for sure. What do you think is your next product? Um, I'm just starting getting into some boxes, like uh, lidded boxes, either with magnets or like, uh, I'm not too sure what you call it, like a where they snug fit like with some lips on them. Inlays. Yeah, I'm getting into the inlays. So I'm, I've, I've actually got some boxes on the go and I'm actually working on the inlays for right now. I, I think everything I have is going to have an inlay for now. That's what I've really focused on perfecting. It seems like it separates you from other makers, other people who are doing some work out there. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything on there is all natural, right? I don't dye nothing. It's all natural wood. I just try to find cool pictures and the brightest pieces of wood, purple heart, canary wood, like all this wenge. There's so many different kinds of wood and I try to make everything look as natural as possible. Where are you able to find your woods? I think a lot of people struggle with where to find raw materials. I live just outside of Calgary and in Calgary, there's three or four wood shops and man, you just walk in there and there's wood everywhere, all over every single wall and a haven. <laughs> How do you go about picking out pieces? Color. If I'm just 
buying something for normal walnut. Walnut is what I use the most. So when I'm in there for walnut, I'm looking for straight, no defects in the wood, just nice squared lumber. But when I go in there and looking for like doing wood on the inlays, color. If there's some dull purple heart, I don't buy it. Nice and bright colors. Really shows through at the end, especially right after you oil the boards. That's the best part, isn't it? <laughs> for sure. But like, <laughs> that's the money shot, right? <laughs> yeah. When, when it comes back to life, after you've been sanding it and crafting it, it's gotten dusty and a little bit dingy. The moment that you put that oil back on top of it, it's, sure. it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. What's the most challenging part for you in running it as a business? Time. My, my, my time. Uh, I initially tried to make, have so many items. I need to have this and this and this and so many items. And now I've really cut back because I can't do everything all at once. That's why I put the inlays into the cribbage boards. Instead of trying to have so many items, I'm trying to just make the cribbage boards that much better. It'll give me more time to be able to put stuff on Instagram, do everything else. So I guess kind of cutting back, having so many different items like ottoman trays, clocks, kind of slows you down. And I don't love making those things. So I've cut back, focus on just the cribbage boards and inlays, a couple of new smaller projects I'm working on now, uh, boxes, and that will give me more time to do the shipping. Like even just packaging things takes, takes time and running to the post office and making sure you have printer ink and paper and what <laughs> boxes, bubble wrap, whatever it adds up. Do you think you'll be at a point where you can have somebody else join you in the business and in running all those aspects of it? That's, that's the plan. Yeah. Ba baby steps. <laughs> One struggle at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the barrier to that? Just another struggle, n something to learn. That's why I'm trying to cut back on so many other things. So I can just focus on, on getting cribbage boards out, selling more, doing more advertising, trying to get my name out there. And it's all a struggle. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to social, do you see a direct relationship between the improvement in your photos and the time you're spending posting stuff to products sold? Are you able to trace that? For sure. Yeah. And actually setting up the photos now takes way less time than it used to. It, it's starting to come together. And eventually, eventually, <laughs> that's that's the plan. I, I would like some help. Where can people find you, find out about you, uh, place a custom order, or get one of your cribbage boards that you're already standardly making? I'm on Instagram at Whiskey Trail Woodwork. I've got my own website, whiskeytrailwoodwork.com. And I got an Etsy shop, Whiskey Trail. That's about it. I'm not on TikTok or Twitter or any, anything like that. Just Instagram, Etsy, and my own shop. What is the Whiskey Trail? You know what? It's just a, it's just a name. My wife and I, we were sitting around. We were trying to think of names. And it, it was probably a few days. And we were just kind of spitting out names. And then she spit that out. And I was instantly, I was like, that's it. I kind of went on to Fiverr. We picked out a logo. And so I yeah. had an, an, an old logo for about the first three years. And then last summer, my, my sister was like, kind of need to change it up. And so, you know, she came up with that little mountain scene and the, and the sun. So it was my wife and my sister that came up with what we got there. Oh, but that's fun. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. How many years has this been? I've had the CNC 
for about three and a half years. Before that, we were living in Toronto. And so I would say about seven years ago is when I, I bought a table saw. And so that, that was my first tool. Table saw, uh, planer, sander, stuff like that. Started picking it up. Then I got a lathe and a CNC and a bandsaw and slowly acquiring full shop. Do you work out of a garage or do you have a purpose-built shop? No, I, I work out of my garage, but we get in insanely cold here in the wintertime. So I have a, a bedroom in the basement and that that's where the CNC is. It wouldn't survive a winter in, yeah. in an unheated garage. Yeah. Canadian winter, a little bit yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> what took you from Toronto to Calgary? You just got uh, sick of the French? No, it, it's, uh, we're, we're from the West coast and we moved out there for my job, uh, installing sprinklers. And during that time, my wife's father got sick. So there was a lot of travel back and forth when it was time for my contract ended there. And we we're like, you know what? It's just too far. We were there by ourselves with two young babies. And so we just decided to move back and be closer to family. And yeah. we opted in just outside of Calgary. And so you've been the stay at home dad for how long? Basically th this year. Oh, this okay. year. My, my wife was home during most of COVID. And then February or March this year, she went back to work full time and this is not quite enough for a full-time income job, but it's very good start. So I'm trying to expand and get that bigger and we'll, we'll see where we go. Right on. Right on. Well, Bill, thanks for spending time with us here on the Maker's Garage and continued good work with the camera as well as the, the CNC and all the other tools. Right on. I, I appreciate you having me on here. This is, uh, it's been quite the journey and I, I'm glad I got to meet you and had a lot of fun doing this. Right on. Right on. Thanks, Bill. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Maker's Garage. Be sure and check out our entire library of other interviews with makers from across a wide spectrum of artistry. Information from people doing terrific work who hopefully inspire you on your next project.